Ben Durant wrote this last year and is now finally out at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are very limited, so you gotta get yours today. This book contains over 100 interviews with cast and crew, community commentary, and of course, us. For example, here are some of the fine folks you'll find in this wonderful book. Krista Bell. Charlotte Stewart, David Patrick Kelly, Jim Belushi, John Neff, Scott Frost, Cheryl Lee, Matthew Lillard, and the one, the only, Kyle McLaughlin. So get your copy today at bluerosemag.com and don't be left out. Now please, I must go back to reading my own book and tending to my fire. Oh, that fire's damn hot. Ooh. My socks are on fire! To this week's Twin Peaks unwrapped. unwrapped, I almost said a different name of a podcast. And I'm your host, Brian Kazaska, and beside me is Ben Durant. And today's episode is Episode six. Episode six. And we're we're very close to the end of the season. Yeah, we are. It's almost like this is like a two parter, really. I mean, like it kind of they kind of really go uh good together there. Oh yeah. Um I Watching this, I didn't realize it was the. Um, there's only two, ep- seven episodes in the season. Yeah. So when I got to episode seven, it didn't feel like a season finale to me. So I wasn't. I didn't just go. It was just another cliffhanger of the episode show. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. almost every episode right ends in sort of a cliffhanger after um, we find out that uh, what's oh. her name was in the bed. That's where we left off. Yeah, that's where we left off with Audrey. Audrey in the bed naked. Audrey. And I was like, oh, my God, cliffhanger. Don't Next make ep- me leave. <laughs> yeah. Next episode. Oh, my God, cliffhanger. And right. then I'm like, oh, that was a season finale? Because yeah. it seems like they did like three cliffhangers in a row. Yeah, in the, in the next in the next episode, on a cliff, uh, we should talk more about that because it would be interesting. I mean, there was definitely a, a – I think <laughs> I think the audience were very shocked as well that, yes. that, that they were – You know, I mean, they. I think that – yeah. Let's wait till the next episode to talk about that. But, yes. Uh, so how are you doing? How what do you think? I mean, th- you've had now, uh, you know, a season. It's about almost a season here to watch the show. What do you think of Twin Peaks? Um, I love it. I yeah. mean, I'm glad I'm watching it now. Right. You know, it's it's and, and anyway, cool. just listening. Uh, you know, Brian is kind of the newbie in Twin Peaks, and I Ben started watching it 25 years ago when it first came on. So, yeah. Yeah. Long so. Yeah, it's interesting because my, like I said, my mind has to kind of realize when the show came out. Mm. I think if people watch this now, if you're so used to other shows, you, ah, your brain's like, oh, this is not good because yeah. I'm comparing it to 
like uh, the true detective or Bates Motel, but you have to realize this came out on networked television. Right. And and yet those shows were inspired by Twin uh-huh. Peaks. So it's yeah. Kinda, yeah. So people don't, you know, be so harsh on it. I, I think when younger people watching this might not get it. Yeah. Because I, of that. And I think, you know, you and I aren't, aren't like going really from every single scene and talking about everything. I think we, we like that kind of like just talk about what we're interested in. Cause I mean, I'm really interested in the mystery. I'm interested mm-hmm. in Cooper and there's different things that are really is really cool to me and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, it's. Yeah. I think yeah. If, if you're watching it scene by scene, there's probably things like eh, I don't know about this, but <laughs> I I love the show. But, yes, so let's it see. is. I love it too. So uh, this was written by um um, hey, I think Haley Haley Payton. Okay. And it was directed by Caleb uh, Dachanel. And I, I guess I'll say it right here, Deschanel, director. Um, he's married to Mary Jo Deschanel, who plays Elaine Hayward, which is Donna's mom. And he has some. Oh, uh, really? He has some famous uh, daughters. This director, uh, one of his daughters' name is Zoe Deschanel, who is a new girl. And then the other uh, daughter is Emily Deschanel from Bones. Really, so Zoe Deschanel's so dad? dad is the director of this episode. Oh my god! And like I said, he. The the woman who plays um, Elaine Hayward, uh, Donna's mom, is the wife in real life to the director and stuff. So it's kind of a... so that's Zoe Chanel's mom, right? Yeah, oh yeah. The one in the wheelchair, the one the woman in the wheelchair that is Donna's mom and stuff. She's married really? to Doc Hayward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a little. So this uh, this this little known facts. Little known facts. I love little known <laughs> that's facts. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, this aired May seventeenth, nineteen ninety, and it, uh, the rating uh, was a ten point six and ranked forty uh, for the week. So we went up. Because we're eleven, was it eleven last? Yeah, I think so. Last yeah, episode? right. So I think. Wow. Are we getting better? I think, <laughs> I think it's so. getting I think, better. I think it's getting better. Yeah. It yeah. went nose diving and then right. it went up. I mean, I think, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of the things I think people know that we're getting to the end, and I think they really want to find out who killed Laura Palmer. So uh, next week. That mission will not be solved. (laughs) Next week, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) People listen to the show; they know. I know. They know. So, so the um, you know, the episode, as we were saying, opens with uh, Cooper and Audrey. Well, Cooper, uh, Cooper having a conversation with Audrey yep. about why they can't have this relationship and how they should be friends and yeah. let's let's have a malt together. And uh, it it the script didn't go that way, which is kind of interesting. Uh, oh, it didn't. This in the script, the first thing we see is Cooper and Audrey having breakfast. And um, Cooper seems very uncomfortable, and he's looking down at eggs and and um, like something happened. Like something happened. Audrey, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so it's it's Im- um, it's implied. It's implied. So we don't know, and it's it's left hanging that way. That like it could they could have they could have not. So it's interesting to see that that, that that's what was scripted, and then to see they changed it. When I'm it glad. Came, they yeah. didn't. I think we talked about this last uh, last week. How I said that because Cooper is such the boy scout that he is i felt that it would have been odd if he had if they actually shown or they actually they actually did you're right mm-hmm. cause she, she is technically 18 yes. but it is and he's an fbi agent. right he's he in his 30s fired. he's in his 30s and he's and he and he kind of, i think he might have says, says this that he's he's doing an investigation that she's kind of, in some way she's part of yeah, but as the chi- as the fifteen year old kid, I'm like, she is beautiful, yeah. and, and this guy is amazing. He's the greatest detective ever. ever. They would be great together. But I know, uh, I, know. I know it's not appropriate. But uh, it's like, uh, it's like Mulder and Scully. Right, exactly, Mulder and Scully. But they, uh, Scully could put Mulder in jail for statutory rape. 
<laughs> oh my. Yes. But it's so true. Yeah. Um yeah, but the conversation they had on the bed um I thought was really nice. It was um very fatherly or big brotherly. Like he talked to her. He didn't talk down to her. Right. He talked to her as an equal and he, you know, it really made them to me it made him feel like he was caring. He was Yeah, he definitely he, was. He came off, you know, as the nice guy. You know, he's not going to take advantage of the situation. Right. Um, he did the right thing. And, I, yeah, I, I like that. If they went with the script, I guess they could have played it. They could have played it still later down the road that uh, nothing, that maybe. he was just uncomfortable that she even came in mm-hmm. his room and stuff and that nothing happened. But, but in your mind, everybody would have thought, oh, my God, something happened. And that might have tainted Agent Cooper's, like, um... His, Eagle Scout. I, yeah, his identity. Yeah. You know, his character might have been tainted a little bit. Sure, I agree. And I think at some point they say she says like I, she asks him if he has any secrets, and he says no, and stuff like that. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's completely true, but it's kind of cool in a way. But why would you tell a fifteen-year-old girl right. if you had secrets? <laughs> Like yes, I do, fifteen-year-old right. girl. I have tons of secrets. Like, that's like at the beginning of the series. Like, does your palms ever itch? It's like oh, I don't know how to respond to you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. How to... And it is weird, like in the show, because all the 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 high school kids they don't look like high school kids. Yeah, she doesn't look fifteen. Uh, none of them act their age. Right. And you sometimes you forget. You almost think they're like early. You think they're almost like between eighteen and twenty. Yeah. Like that's how I in my mind I see them as eighteen. I feel like they all just graduated high school. Right. You know? And they needed to, I think, because like, you know, I've said this before how every episode's only one day. Yeah. So, you know, we get into the second season and it's still only been uh, a week has gone by since the the, the oh, death really? of, of yeah, Laura yeah. Palmer, really. I mean, so I mean what would have happened if, you know, five seasons had gone by and it would have been what it would <laughs> have been weeks? five months, maybe? Maybe yeah. maybe five months, yeah. Well, because let's say there was a twenty episodes. Oh, twenty yep. episodes for a season, so maybe four months or something like that. Would and have they all got we could... They're all like four years older and stuff. But I'm shaving, but I'm 16. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of TV shows have that problem. I feel like 90210 had that problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like other shows where they can't really keep them high school students forever. And this yeah. show really dug a hole because it's only one day goes by each episode. But... Now, is that something you found out on your own? Or is that something? Because I don't... They... Yeah, so uh, so there is an episode in second season where uh, Cooper is talking to a judge, and he says, "How long have you been?" The judge asks Cooper, "How long have you been in in, in Twin Peaks?" And I think t- Cooper says, 12 days." So oh wow! So I mean, so and that I think that was like episode twelve or episode eleven. So you could kind of do the math, say, okay. "Oh yeah, it really is every episode." And a lot of times the story will like what end at night. Like, you know, he'll, Cooper will have his dream and then he'll wake up the next day and it'll be breakfast time. So there's, yep. t- you know, things are happening that you can see that, oh, it's nighttime. It's nighttime the next or it's morning the next day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So they, they get a lot done in 12 days. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. I, oh, it's too. a very busy town. So we have to, mo- we should move on though. Uh, I got my, in my notes after the whole naked and crying in the bed, Waldo the bird on Laura. So this is where they discover that Waldo the bird um, was on Laura's shoulder and was pecking her, right? 
Right, and they found her in um, Jacques' cabin. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, was, yeah, we yeah, talked about that. Yeah, yep. we found, yeah, we found all that. But right, so, so Waldo. Now, what's the significance with Waldo? The name Waldo. Is there anything? I did mention in the last episode. Wal- Waldo Lidecker was in the movie Laura, and he was the actual killer of. He actually didn't kill Laura. He killed the roommate of Laura in the film. But Ly- Walter Lidecker was a killer in this movie. This I think it's a 1944 film. Yes. And so Lidecker would go with Bob Lidecker, the veter- veterinarian, and Waldo is just the animal Waldo. But yeah, I mean, they they they, they love to take these different uh, characters' names and and from other films and stuff. I have to look for that movie, Ben. I want to look for that movie, Laura. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, I th- and I and I didn't say this last time, but I mean, I believe that's when the name Laura Palmer originates from. At least the, her name, Laura, because she, she again, it, it's mm-hmm. a woman who we think is dead, and um, she's really imposturing somebody else. And then, yeah, but I mean, yeah. Laura, Laura Palmer is dead. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it's not the cousin. <laughs> it's not the cousin. No spoilers there, right? Um, now, also, I have. Leo, the next big and thing. Yeah, and uh, we want, we like to watch the video. So yeah, there's the uh, yeah, they picture the... of uh, Waldo on Laura's shoulder there. Yeah. Now, yes, that photo though. A question in the episode, they show a photo of the picture. Where did the picture come from? Well, so the so uh, <laughs> yes, so they the, Jacques and Laura and I believe Leo and. Yep. And who is uh, Renette? Uh, no, yeah, Renette. Um, all were doing stuff related to the fresh. I mean, fresh. You're right. Flesh, Flesh World magazine, magazine. and stuff like that. And I, I was. Yeah. I'm going to talk more about that. I think. I think in the next episode. Okay. Or, am I going to talk about it now? Or? Because they have the picture of Waldo on her shoulder, which was taking, taken from the magazine. So they had a camera in the cabin that yep. they took pictures for the magazine and Waldo was there as well. So I'm guessing that was when they weren't taking pictures for the magazine, they were just, they were just fooling around and that's how they got a picture of Why would you involve a bird? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird thing. They're very, I think they're very kinky. I mean, they're yeah, they're they're a strange group. Nope. So this is what I have because we're up to the point in in the episode. Leo Shinearm saw Bobby and wife together, Shelley. In house, so this is the first time we see Bobby seeing them. Together. Oh, Leo, Leo, Leo seeing Leo seeing Bobby seeing Bobby together, Bobby right. first time right. in the house. I, I mean, maybe he had a suspicion. Well, yeah, I it, don't know. It, it, it originates from. Is it the pilot? It originates from the the cigarettes. I see. There's two different brands of cigarettes. You only smoke one brand and stuff. And yep. then, so he's starting to question that. And then he, I don't know, it's the next episode. Bobby's actually in the woods with Mike, and he says, "I, I, I my, my wife's stepping out and stuff." And Bobby's like, "Do you know who it is?" Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like, if I knew who it was, you'd be dead right <laughs> I mean, now. now. Exactly. <laughs> so, so Leo discovers. From what we perceive the first time, knowing who uh, Shelly's having an affair with, or yeah. Shelly's seeing, and it's Bobby, of course. And Leo shot in the arm, which, if I have to remember correctly, that came from Shelly. Yep, Shelly brought a gun. It, and, it was and, a horrible shot, shot yep. him in the arm, didn't do much. You know, I thought for sure she would have shot him in the face, or the right. heart, or any vital organ. She's never used a gun before. I know. Point blank, though. He was hovering right over her body. Like, they were really close. Um, And, yes. So, so that, that was the big, the big thing. 
Um, now, Laura's tapes, I don't know if you want to go into that. Sure. Laura's tapes, Secrets, The Doctor's Coconut. Now, The Doctor's Coconut contains a half a locket, and I think also contains one of Laura's tapes. Yes. The, yes. And he, I mean, he might have, he had, he, at the beginning, what, the episode one, that's when he was listening to it with mm-hmm. his headphone, and then he opened up the coconut, coconut. and found the... The, the locket or the, yeah. Yeah, so Laura's tapes become thing. And it's sort of like, because she has a diary. Yes. Which we discover later on. But sh- these tapes. Now, were these tapes conversations she had with the doctor? Or there were just tapes she made for the doctor? So, you know, the, she so was the doctor, a psychiatrist. Right, so so she's seeing him for whatever reason. I'm not sure we understand exactly. She's crazy. Well, she has, yeah, she has a lot of problems. <laughs> She has a lot of problems. Okay, let's put up let's put up the volume for a second. I feel like I'm gonna dream tonight. Oh, here's big bad ones, you know? The kind you like. It's easier talking into the recorder. I guess I feel I can say anything. All my secrets, the naked ones. I know you like those, Doc. I know you like me, too. That'll be my little secret, okay? Just like your coconut. Why is it so easy to make men like me? And I don't even have to try very hard. Maybe... That was exactly what we're, I was trying to talk about. Um, also, so it's really, I think it was yeah, a, a yeah. form of therapy. It's one of Dr. Jacoby's type of therapy. And she says that it's easier to talk in the recorder than maybe it is to talk to you. So exactly. for him, even though there is something, I mean, it, only, it seems a little sexual. He seems like he, well, he, he, he does say he's in love with her. But is he in love with her as, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think she, well, she liked to play with people i right. think and like having different guys obviously we know that and the doctor it was po- probably just a power play for her like oh is another guy that likes me and i i can get away with anything i want with him right so you know now he's a psychiatrist so maybe she can get away because come to find out this is not really spoiling anything but we find out he is married yeah, he's Which yeah. It's I mean, weird. I, and I think it's only mentioned I mean, it's only seen and mentioned once in the whole series. So it's yes. yeah. And I think that wife was probably a mail order bride or oh. something cuz I like, like think she was from Hawaii. Yes, I mean, she yeah. was from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Like why it made no sense. Um anyway, so that's Laura's tapes and the whole coconut thing. You got to remember the coconut thing. Oh my gosh, stop it for me. I've never seen this before. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Wow, what? I don't believe this. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so excited. You I'm hit so the wrong excited. Button. You've never I seen. I, all right. So, anyways, we're we're looking at Audrey at the perfume counter. <laughs> And you're very excited. About I'm it. extremely excited because I cannot believe that in 25 years I've never seen this before. What? So we're at the Audrey, right there at the counter yeah. on the left is a cutout um, woman that's like you know it's just like a poster board. Yeah, I noticed that, but I didn't know was that. Cindy but Crawford? she that is. <laughs> 
That is a character from Invitation to Love there. Um, I, I, I'm trying to remember which one's the bad girl. Uh, oh, it's really? Jade and stuff like that. But it's like crazy that like there's just this there's just this. Uh, so she's per- she's selling some sort of uh, a, a necklace or, or perfume. A ne- or something. Right. She's got the necklace that we've seen yep, in, in an episode where uh, Sarah talked about the necklace, and then we cut to Invitation to Love, uh, and we see a close up of her necklace, necklace and stuff. But I can't. I I wish I could remember which one's the bad one. We'll say Jade is the bad girl. But it's so funny that like that. In all those years, I've never noticed that there was a cardboard cutout of an invitation to love, love character. So, anyways, I was just excited to see that. And, I mean, this is really this is a stretch, but she's there at the counter, which this place is sort of invitation to love ah, because yes, you brought to the brothel if you're good looking enough. Oh yeah, so it's an invitation to love. Right, I was it's funny, and I was looking at it as oh, you get perfumed. That's how you, perfume is an invitation to love. But you're right, the other way to look yeah. at it is <laughs> the invitation to love. <laughs> and it, wow, does it say invitation to love right next to her? That it does. Sign? Yes, it does. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that. In all this time, I've never noticed that. It does. There's a sign right next to the cardboard cutout that says Invitation to Love. Maybe there's even perfume that they sell called Invitation, Invitation to Love. Love yeah, yes. Anyways, wow. Wow. Well, I can't con- believe that. The connection has been made. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I did, Honestly, I saw this. And I just thought it was. I'm like, is that some sort of like, celebrity? But I, you know, it was. It was a celebrity from, from Invitation to Love. Yeah. So I wrote Perfume Store Vetting Workers for the Club. Audrey got number. To the Black Rose, no, to One Eye Jacks. Right. Why did I write Black Rose? And trick the girl into the number. Why? Do, what's Black Rose? Well, is is Black is Blackie Black Rose? Is Blackie? Yeah, Mrs. Black. Or, or Blackie, the Madam of yeah, the Brothel. The is she? Is she the same thing as I don't know? Hey, if she's I wrote Black. Black Rose. Um, the club to Audrey. So basically, maybe that was the number they gave and they called it Black Rose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So. You know, Audrey being cunning and secretive, the interesting part, she goes into the guy's office before he shows up to interview one of the girls to become a, I don't know what you want to call it, escort escort or something. So she lights a cigarette. And she's in the room, in the closet, smoking a cigarette. No, nobody will notice that. Nobody <laughs> knows the smoke bellowing out of a closet. And the closet has vents. Has, oh, so man. she can look out. She's smoking your, a cigarette. Your closet is smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, uh, something's on fire. Who's smoking? Right, and she's smoking outside yes. of the, uh, the door. Yeah. And she's blowing the smoke oh, outside. Oh, man. And I'm thinking going, really? No one's going to notice? Right. This, this seems definitely just for effect. Um, you think- I think they might have added the whole smoking. Like It might not have been part of the script that she they just decided to have her smoking. <laughs> Which Probably. is it's a cool? It's kind of cool. I mean, she comes off badass that she's uh, yeah, it's yeah. Like ah, I'm not fear afraid of being in the closet here. Yeah, and, uh, somebody catching me <laughs> with my smoke. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So they they clearly go with this other girl uh, for some reason. She must have been working there longer to go work at the Black Rose or the Blackjack. But and it is kind of it's one of those things where like how what wh- how do you know that they're not going to call the police on you and say that you know or like I don't know how they they they, they, they vet people yeah. enough to be like oh she seems easy I don't <laughs> easy I don't know what yeah how to put it, I, that, like, I think this person these people must have to work there because we, Laura Palmer went through this yeah and, process and and and, uh, and, and yes and her 
So they must have saw something in them that said, okay, they're naive. They like to have fun. They can make more money. And I think maybe it's the lure of having more money. Like, we're going to lure you in. You're going to make more money. Maybe it's just the unicorn. Isn't that what they get? Yeah, the unicorn. <laughs> they give her a, a It's really tw- what it is. Oh, no. It's a unicorn, Ben. <laughs> uh, they, they get the unicorn, and the, that's it. So that's how... Um, oh, yeah. They call, uh, call for... Uh, yeah, speak with Black Rose. But Black I think Rose. Black Rose is another name for Blackie. Yes, for Blackie. It sounds better than Blackie. Black Rose sounds better. Um, so she basically writes the number down and then says she lost no she grabs one of the unicorns out of his desk i believe yep because i'm sure he has a stash of them (laughs) and she says that it's like i think she basically says that yep um there's actually um so i mean i'm gonna give you an unseen something that was never shown on tv okay um so there was you had mentioned in a previous episode about audrey's mother and that would be uh, Sylvia Horn, and she really isn't in the series that much more. But she did have, she did have a part. Um, she did have a part with Doctor Jacoby and Johnny, which is her son. Mm-hmm. And in that scene, um, it's in the Great Northern, and Audrey is in a peephole looking and spying on them. And Sylvia mentions, seems like the origin of of how Johnny might become Johnny, like where he has mental issues and stuff. Yep. Like that. Yeah, yeah. She mentions that uh, Johnny was nine years old and Audrey was a baby, and uh, I think the story was originally that oh Johnny fell on on one of Audrey's toys and fell fell down the stairs or something like that. But uh, then Sylvia says, no, it was Audrey who pushed him and so like that. And that's why he became the way he is. Jacoby goes, so Audrey leaves feeling devastated. She, you know, she she walks away and then Jacoby says, uh, that is not true. That did not happen. It's, it, he, the things he's going through, a fall wouldn't have been, that That wouldn't have been the case. He's What he's going through is an emotional, psychological trauma that probably happened when he was a child. And if I can figure it out, the secret, I can bring him back. So there was going to be a whole storyline where Jacoby was going to work with Johnny. And there was also another storyline that maybe Johnny had information on who killed Laura Palmer and stuff like that. So yeah. there was this whole story. Yeah, I don't think he needed it, but it was, it's interesting background. What, yep. could, what could have been. Could have been. And I think that's too many stories. Yep. And I think it might have been, well, maybe at the time, it would not have been cliche. But I feel I've, they've done a lot of movies where they've had the person with a mental challenge mm. come out and ha- say something profound in for him to know the killer right would really change how that first episode was presented right. like how would he know why yeah. would he be there yeah right i mean could you i couldn't even think of a way to have him know anything no i don't either but i'm sure they would have found a creative way yeah. to be like <laughs> I, well, so she she did come to visit him. You remember she did come to she did come to see him and and yeah. spend time with him. So maybe she whispered something in his ear oh, that says like, like I'm telling you where I'm gonna go because yeah. I know you're not gonna say anything right. So she and then be, maybe if something happens to me, maybe somebody will be able to get the information out of you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, who knows? That's better than what I was thinking. My thought would be, say if he was be the key, right? Yeah. He was the third guy. Now, he really wasn't mentally challenged. He really, he wasn't. It was like something about Mary where the guy was on the, um, <laughs> yeah. like. Uh, he was faking it he the, was whole fake the whole time. He, yeah. he wasn't really handicapped. So he was actually the third guy. 
and he could have even been the killer. And then for some, he would sneak out his parents the window. That's his parents, funny. That's he, funny. The rest of the time, he just pretended to be mentally right. challenged, and then he would go and be normal. And he was crazy. He's a deviant. Not that I could see because we've already talked about um, yeah. Laura might might have not been really dead, and we have the switch. Uh, that we talk about duality before about the idea that you know he was living a double life. It could be a, right a double yep. life. Yes, that'd be cool. All yeah, right, let's yeah. <laughs> we can that you, you guys can have that for the season three. Yeah, uh, yeah, Johnny yeah. can come back and uh, come <laughs> back. Twenty five years later, Johnny is actually he, he was faking it. No, Twenty five years, he really wasn't like that. He was uh, pooping his pants. Uh, can I can I have some audio? I'd love to. Oh hear. sure sure. I don't. Oh, afternoon, guys. Would you like some coffee? Afternoon, Shelly, yes. Well, we should be on our way. Harry, this is the best part. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan it. Don't wait for it. Just let it happen. It could be a new shirt at the men's store, a cat nap in your office chair, or... Two cups of good, hot, black coffee. Like this. A present. Like Christmas. <laughs> I love that. That was my favorite. When he said that, I was like, I, you know, I was like, Agent Cooper is the best. He is the best. He's the Honestly, best. Gotta love it. Harley Payton, uh, you know, he's the writer for this, and that's one of his favorite lines, I think, for Cooper that said that. It was a, it was a cool line there. Yeah. Like Christmas there. You know, give yourself a present, present. every day. <laughs> it is words to live by. Yes. Um, it's also weird that since I haven't watched this show and I'm, I'm seeing all these like wonderful dial, some cool dialogue like that. And then I look online and yeah, people have made memes and stuff like that of that dialogue and I've oh, never yeah. seen them before. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I'm, I, this show has opened me up to a whole new world. There's so many quotes that they've taken and, and reused. I mean, you know, we talk about wrapped in plastic. She's dead wrapped in plastic. There's a, there's a fish in mm-hmm. the percolator. I mean, there's so many good lines throughout this series that I just love and people have used over again. And, and Cooper probably has some of the best ones. Yes. Um, uh, so, okay, and Trick the Girl, okay. Now, going fast forward a little bit, we know what's going on with um, Audrey and everything. Um, Josie has pictures of Martel and knows the plan for lighting the mill on fire. Now, this is a subplot that I haven't been paying much attention to until just now, until this episode. I'm like, okay, I can get behind the whole lighting the mill on fire. The whole ledger thing, until we talked about it, I didn't. I was kind of confused about because I didn't know people's names. It's a very confusing storyline. I didn't know people's names, yeah. But now I'm like, okay, they want to burn it. They have one ledger that's bad, one ledger that shows profits went up, one ledger that shows, well, profits aren't going up. Right. And that's that's the real one. I know that much. And I know... So now I, I'm behind this with, with, uh, no, no. You think you know what's going on now? Yeah. You think you, <laughs> Josie has pictures of Martel. Now, Martel, um, Catherine Martel. Catherine Martel and Ben. Ben. Probably, yeah. Yes. Because, well, to no one else's knowledge, they weren't 
there was no nothing going well, on. Well, I mean, I think I mean I think I think like true, uh, Harry Truman would say he knew for a long time. It's been I mean it's kind of gossip. People knew that they kind of were having a fling. At okay. least at least Harry did. I don't know if the whole okay. town did. But now but, there's like evidence. Well, now there's evidence, and like, what is Josie gonna do with that evidence? So what? I mean, like, I don't know what she thinks she can blackmail them or something. That it's like. Uh, but if she knows they're gonna. If she knows they're going to burn down the mill, she could have tried to stop it, right? Yeah. Like, she could have went to the cops. Well, at the same time, I think we've learned that Josie is not uh, is not a saint either. I yeah. mean, she's, <laughs> she's, she seems like she wants to burn down the mill as well. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's, so it's like this strange triangle of between Ben, Josie, and Catherine yep. that they're all – they all want to get each other, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's – yep. and, and Josie has secrets too. Because yeah. she's secretly with the with um, the cop there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's open. I think that's. I think people know that he, he might know that he's with Harry. Him. Right? Harry. Yeah. Uh, Harry Truman. But is Harry? But he's not. He's not married. So he's. That's no. it. I don't. No. Yeah. I don't think they're cheating on anybody because um, Josie's husband w- died in a boating accident. So I think they're both single, so they can. Yeah. Date yeah. Each other. Did I did I share with you that there was one storyline originally where they were gonna, they were thinking of setting up Cooper with Josie, which I think is a terrible idea. But I think at one point, and then I was Ugh. like, oh, how would that how would that affect the tr- uh, Harry Truman relationship? Would like would he split? Would Cooper split them up? Or it's it's so strange. I'm so glad they didn't ever go yeah. down that road. I don't know what that was about. So uh, the next thing I see is invitation to love. Uh, Nadine is sitting eating bonbons. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and invitation to love is on, and yep. Chet has a gun pointed at uh, at Montana, and um, and uh, yeah, Nadine will say, "You show him," and I'll just go back bring to the... play. Sure. I wasn't fooling Montana. You show him, Chet. The red you curtains in the background. Do you see? Uh, do you oh see? yeah, yeah. And so he grabs the red curtains, just like the red curtains in the dream. So, and this is Nadine's. Like she's like, I am gonna. We're gonna have money, and I'm gonna make you proud. With those silent drape drape runners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? This really makes me feel bad for her. Yeah. I mean, this is actually the scene, like, rejected. Well, she got rejected. Yeah. She was she was gonna like, and I actually like, you feel so bad for her. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was shot in the eye, which. Yeah. I guess we can say that she was shot in the eye by her own husband. Yeah, you could say you're, that. You're, can well, we say you, that? You can say that, even though we're not going <laughs> to find that out until season two. All right, well, <laughs> let's not talk about that. I mentioned it That's once. Okay. That's okay. That's all right. That's. I don't think it's a big spoil. No, no. So, uh, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit more invitation to love. Um, what was I going to say about it? Yeah, I mentioned the red curtains, which is kind of like the red curtains from uh, from uh, yeah from the dream, mm-hmm. Cooper's dream. So, um. Mark Frost, I, I've said this before. Mark Frost directed all of of the of the segments of Invitation to Love. Yeah, and it was all done in one day, and there was about twenty to twenty five sketches, and some of them were improvised. And um, Mark Frost hired mostly a lot of his friends that he knew from uh, Minnesota and stuff like that. So, and one of them was his brother in law, and his brother in law actually was Montana, the guy who just got shot. So that was really in real life. That was his brother in law. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. That's that, cool. Yeah. And some of the people, some of the other guys, I think Chet and another um, another guy actually were students of Warren Frost. Warren Frost is actually 
um, Doc Hayward in the show, and he is father to Mark Frost in real life and stuff. But it's kind of cool. So they kind of keep it all in the family, keep it all in the family and stuff like that. So um, just like the show, they all keep <laughs> it all in the family. Um, I, I can still say it now too. So, so if the season, if the series. No, I'll save it for the next episode. Okay. That, well, I, I feel like I've already, I've already started talking about it. I'll just say that, yeah, so if the season had gone on, the actors would have come back, Come the actors would have come to Twin Peaks. They would have came for a visit. Like, if they decided to keep the invitation storyline going, yeah. they would have come back in season two, and you would have met the actors would have came to town, which I think is kind of pushing it too far. Like, I don't think, like, eh, now, now you're just, yeah, it's too much. It's too much. And they didn't do that in season two. No, they didn't. No, but that would have been... That would have been like when the Beach Boys was on Full House. <laughs> it would have just been like, and then what does Cooper become the drummer? Right. Or, or did one of these people get sucked in and they become an actor on right. the show? Or like Audrey, or someone has like a cameo. Right. Like it would have just been too, yeah, too much. And the thing is, it's not like it's not like people watching Twin Peaks were like, I love Invitation <laughs> to Love so much. I other oh, than you, so, <laughs> other than, I know. I don't know anybody else who talks about Invitation to Love, but I think it's to me it's fascinating it's cool. to have this like echo or parallel things happening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they do it really good, and sometimes they don't. Like in this episode, we get uh, Montana shot, and then and we have. Uh, well, we do. We have somebody else get shot, mm-hmm. and then somebody else will get shot in the yeah, next episode. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's parallel. And uh, Nadine, her heart was shot with rejection. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I blew you away right there. You blew me away. My last thing about Invitation of Love is that um, it was shot at the famous Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, Ennis House. Uh, I guess Blade Runner had some of their stuff oh, shot cool. there. I think it's now been uh, owned by somebody else, but that was like the, they, they all the scenes were done at that house and stuff. So that's all I have to say about Invitation to Love. I think it's fun, the little segments, the, the, the echo and stuff. Yeah. And poor, poor Nadine. And we got Nadine, but we could skip Nadine. We know she just can't get her act together, and those runners were just going to take her nowhere. Um, now, I my next notes. I don't know how far, because this episode goes by pretty quick. A lot happens. Leo shoots the bird, Waldo. Leo, no! After the bird saying, (laughs) Leo, Leo, stop it. Was it Leo, stop it, or Leo, no? It's both. It's both. And they put a recorder. I think it's Cooper's same recorder. I think it's his. Yes, it's his Diane recorder that would record people when they're talking. So the bird is shot, and it talks a lot that damn bird that damn bird really can talk up a storm now well, the thing too is that it's important to know is that it they, i think he i think cooper set it up so it only turns on when when, when the bird speaks talking. so it could have been five hours could have gone by but we get to hear every single time the bird speaks yeah and it's a it's a it's a uh, chatty kathy hurting me hurting, hurting me. me yeah <laughs> leo no <laughs> Now, why did Waldo? How did Waldo the bird know it was Leo? Well, did Leo bir- come into the room and shoot the bird? No. So here's the thing: I can't remember. Or well, did Leo he, shoot the bird from outside? Leo outside in the rain. So but, how did the bird see that? No, 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 no. The bird oh. is talking about the night that Laura was. Yes, dead. you're right. And the bird right. is actually okay. speaking for Laura. So when he's saying "hurting me, hurting, hurting me, me," that is Laura speaking, hurting. Gotcha. Me. Yeah. I really just. Spoiled the ending of the episode because no, I mean, Waldo does get shot, 
by we never do we never go in any order we're That's all over true. the place but, Le- but Walden does get shot later on in this episode by leo yeah but no you gotta love that they, they, there's all these donuts underneath the cage and there's <laughs> blood, <laughs> jelly. blood jello do- yeah, jelly do- donuts it looks like yeah, but, yeah. and but, okay, so Leo shoots the bird wall, though. After the bird sinks, stop, Leo, stop. But, yeah, there's, like, all this dialogue of the bird, you know, hurting me, hurting me. So, you're, yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Um, so there's a lot there's a lot of gunplay in this episode, right? So the, yeah, the whole uh, Chet uh, shooting Montana in Invitation to Love could be Waldo. Yes, <laughs> it could be. It could be, be everybody. Um, and then I also have next, the next big thing. Now, I know we, we, we kind of glossed over this, but Cooper, Big Ted, or Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed and um, Harry, they all dress up nice and go to... Um, One-Eyed Jacks. One-Eyed Jacks. And they're, they're dressed in the nines, and for some reason, Big Ed has to pretend to be someone else. They're both somebody else. You know who they are? Bert and Ernie know who they are. <laughs> You're close. Barney and Fred? Barney and Fred. And who is Barney and Fred? I don't know. What? Barney I... Barney Frank? No. Barney. How about how about I do it the other way? Fred and Barney. Oh, Fred and Barney? The Flintstones. The Flintstones. Oh my Flintstones. god. Yes, I would Flintstones. not have got that. Oh man, I feel old. I feel so I, old. I, I watched the Flintstones when I was little, okay. but I, I didn't get the reference. Uh... They're Fred and Barney. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't I didn't know that until just now. And, I Yes. Yeah. And well, that's all right. And you know, Ed loses all his money and pretty, it's, it's <laughs> pretty quick. So Cooper Cooper has um, government money that he's spending on uh, on this. Uh, yeah, he yeah, whips this, it out and just hands like it a, out. And I think I think he says that you know he usually makes his money back. He's really good at playing cards. He's really good at gambling. Yeah. So there there is something in the script that it isn't didn't air on the TV that kind of really we can we can figure out why. Ed lost all his money, or at least in one eye. Jacks Cooper and Ed are un- undercover, and at, at the craps table, a, a bar girl notices Ed's fake mustache and says, "It's okay, the wife can't see you." So she's basically saying he's pretending to be dressed up because of a, a wife, yeah. a wife, and um, it, he gets kind of excited by having this girl hanging around him, and he's, I think he thinks he can impress her, so he takes <laughs> all of his money and he bets all of his money and loses it. So he just like, because I think he loses it very quickly and yeah. stuff. Like, he looks like Burt Reynolds. That's yes, what I thought he does about. Look the, like Bert. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, oh, he's Burt Reynolds. Totally. I mean, yeah, the, the mustache and the getup. Yeah. I don't know what what movie that would be from Burt Reynolds if it's a. Uh, I don't know, but it's, yeah, he definitely looks like very Burt Reynoldsy. Um. And so they're out, they're out there hanging out. Um, but oh, and then Waldo is shot with jello jelly donuts. We why don't we play this? I mean, I, sure. I love hearing this. <laughs> birdie, birdie, birdie. Lucy's Want feeding him. Come on, So Laura? creepy. It is. Don't go there. Hurting me. Hurting me. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Leo, no. 
I know when I, I remember when, when this first came on and I, I was like in high school or so and I and I'd always be mimicking this Leo no <laughs> I'm sure all, all, all the people that did not watch Twin Peaks that hung around me were like, this guy is crazy. He so, keeps hurting me. Hurting me. Hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> it is creepy. Yeah. It's very creepy. Because, because yeah, because you, 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 the bird is making you kind of feel like you were part, you were there mm. in some ways. You get a sense of what could have been happening the night that she died and yeah. stuff. And yeah, it's very creepy. So that puts Leo at the scene. Yeah, at least, put, uh, yeah. yeah, at least. I mean, she, in the world was... that we, if you're watching the show, as of now, we know Leo's there. We also know that Jacques was there, but I don't think they discover that until later on. We're ahead of that game, I think. Well, no, I mean, well, Do we, they know we, well, we got, we've got the bloody shirt that they found in Jacques' apartment, so they're definitely linking but him that on. That's why they're going planted, to. though. Well, they don't know Bobby planted it, though. I know, but, but Bobby so they, did plant but, but it. But Cooper so. is, is, is adding that, it up together, and with 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 Jacques' cabin and with the with the blood. In and, Leo, and, because and Leo. that was Leo's right. shirt. Right, and that his. Yeah. So he's he's connected the dots that they're yeah. they were released with Laura the night so she died. So planting that shirt really didn't do anything, but I felt I felt like the writers needed a way to get them together, and 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 uh, I'm guessing Bobby wanted to, to just get them in trouble and stuff. Like he wanted to use that to get rid of Leo. Like he was his mm. hope was to get rid of Leo and and be with Shelley. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I guess they would not have found that bloody shirt otherwise. Unless Shelly gave it to him, or if somehow they were they had a warrant to check Leo's house. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. But so that just to move kind the story of, along, they moved the story along basically. Yeah. Um, uh, so there was a, there was a shot with um, the life insurance guy talking to um, Catherine Martell, and that he was trying mm-hmm. to get her to give sign a life insurance to, so that I think it would actually be Ben and Josie would get the life insurance from, if she happened to die. die. In yep. the fire, probably. Or something. <laughs> but um, so the life insurance guy's name is Mr. Neff, and in this movie called Double Indemnity, Indemnity film, uh, it had a, a salesman called Walter Neff. So that's where that name comes from. I can't remember what year it was that that film came out, but it's an old film again. That, but that's where that name Walter comes. Neff. Walter Neff. Um, now, I know we've talked about pretty much everything, but the big one. The gang. I call them the Scooby Gang, which consists of uh, James. The Bookhouse Boys, right? Just well, when I, no, no, the, the, um, the Scooby-Doo Gang, which is oh, Donna. Oh, Donna, Madeline, or Maddie. And James. James, okay. okay. Um, they set up a fake video for the doctor to make it look like Laura is alive. And yeah. they use Maddie in a blonde wig and next to the gazebo, which is in the center of town. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Like a town green, I would have to imagine. Yeah. And they have her dancing. It's very eerie. Um, having her, like, you know. She's Laura now. She's Laura. She's yeah. Laura. And they're really. Now, they're, their plan is to get the doc out of his house. Well, no, I think that's what happens. No, no. So they 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 want to find out more evidence. They want to get into break the into coconut. his house. That was it. They want to get into his house. Yes. And the way to do that is to get him out, out. and stuff. So and they, the funny thing is, so they, they they think they're so clever. They say, "Oh, meet me at um, meet me at um, uh, how, how can I lose the name of it? Uh, Twenty one. Uh, I just lost the name of it. But the street and the famous. Street, I can't believe I lost the name of it. But yeah, they, they basically say, "Meet me somewhere else." But yeah. clearly they're filming it at the the the, the, gazebo. the gazebo, and he notices that. And you're right. They want him out because the clue, the coconut clue, 
is they're going to go searching for his house for the coconut. Or they'll probably see the coconut and recognize the coconut because Laura mentions the coconut. Um, then it could hold a secret because that coconut holds secrets. So they make this video. And I almost, it's very sad. I mean, creepy in a way. Because What's she's got a doc? yeah, she's got to play a dead person, her cousin, but at the same time, this poor guy's like, oh my god, Laura's still alive, like yeah, you know, totally. She's back. She's you know back, back in the dead, dead yeah. and he totally playing with his emotions. Um, so they make this video. Sparkwood in 21. That's what I was thinking. Sparkwood in 21, which is the okay. name of the podcast that uh, that I another another great podcast that uh, that I listen to uh, for Twin Peaks oh. related stuff. And they're, I mean, they're coming close to the end. At least at least they're probably going to take a break until uh, until the new series comes back. But they're they're a wonderful group. At M and uh, Steve do that uh, podcast. You should definitely check it out. Oh, and they're cool. more, they're more structured than we are. Probably they go they go scene by scene and what's happening and stuff like that. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. But That's really a lot. good. Yeah. yeah, if you if you're listening to this podcast, <clears throat> I, I re- definitely recommend you check out uh, uh, Sparkwood in Twenty One podcast as well. Now I get the reference. Yeah, I didn't get the reference. So before. It, so I think it's been told too. That is actually where I believe. Uh, Laura jumps off James's bike the the night that she was killed. She jumps off his bike. Oh. She runs into the woods and then whatever else. But that that's and that's the that's where that light is. That uh this the the color. Why can I ever say the red, the red, yellow, blue, blue or blue. green, whatever. Stoplight. Stoplight. <laughs> I was gonna say stoplight, and it's like it's a stoplight, right? This, yeah. It's a stoplight, Ben. Wow. It's a stoplight. Uh, you know everything about Twin Peaks, but the rules of the road. You're, I definitely don't, I don't know, know the rules of the road. road. What is this called? The stoplight? It's like, but I can tell you about Twin Peaks if you want. <laughs> so here, here's an interesting thing that I found funny. Um, Audrey gets the job at Black Eye Jacks. She, black Eye, yeah. Black, black Eye Jacks. Black, black Eye, not Black, black, black Eye. One Eye Jacks. One Eye Jacks. Awesome Black Eye. Wouldn't that be awesome? Black Eye Jacks. You punch him in the face. <laughs> if you come in here, you got to get punched in the, the face. face. Everybody's got black eyes, you see? So... She gets this job at at why am I calling it Black Eye Jack? Because because Blackie Jack. is the madam who, who runs right, yeah. One Eye Jacks, right? Yeah. So if you have a black eye, it's like you have one eye. So One Eye. Yeah, Jack. same difference. Now, if I could tell you how Audrey gets this job, they must hire like majority of everyone. She ties a cherry stem with her tongue. Classic. And they're like, "You're hired." Classic. <laughs> And she's uh, Preston. Uh, what is it? Um, she's from the Scarlet Letter. There, um, I can't think of her name now. But she, yeah, she's play- she says that's her name. But and and of course, it's like I've read the Scarlet Letter. Yep. I know that's not your, your name. name. But they check her D. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we could, yeah. I'm sure they don't have any problem with underage pe- girls working. There. I know she's 15, and they don't well, even say yeah, what's your. She must be. She's 18, but. I thought she was 15. No, Audrey's 18 years old. I thought you were saying she was 15 before. No, she's I think 18. if we go back, you might say 15. <laughs> well, she's 18. She's, she's 18. She's 18. But so, still, there's yeah. no ID. There's no, like, forms you have to fill out for <laughs> for um, for tax purposes. How is this a legit business? Know. Classic, though. Audrey uh, uh, tying a, uh, a cherry stem with her tongue or uh-huh. her mouth. And, and there are – I mean, I don't think the actress could really do it, but I think um, – the woman who plays um, uh, Shelly can 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 actually do that. There's there, I've seen, I know people out there who can tie 
a cherry with their mouth. And, and they all got jobs at one eye jacks. And I'm not even going to go into what that implies. <laughs> that if you can do that, then you have a, an amazing tongue, I guess. Yeah, that, that's uh, what it implies. All right. That's what it implies, Ben. I mean, this is a PG-13 this is, I don't even know. I, I, it's supposed to be PG, I think. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So there is a scene. I just briefly want to say that a really freaky scene where Maddie leaves and Leland is on the couch and just kind of staring. He, I, th- I, I, I look at it as like he's probably crying and he looks up and said, did somebody mm. just walk by? But it's a, it's a pretty uh, creepy little scene. And then he just goes back into the dark. She leaves, and he's just kind of like, I mean, I just think he's really mo- mourning Laura, but it, it was a creepy thing. Well, yeah, he's mourning Laura like a lot. So, yeah, it's only yeah. been a week, so yeah. Um. So now, the fake tape gets the doctor out of the house. I got Bobby puts drugs into the gas tank of James's bike outside of the doctor's house. Yeah. I had a few questions about this. At first, I didn't know it was drugs. I thought it was drugs or explosives. Oh, explosives. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I thought they were going to blow the bike up. And then the other thing was, um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, because James and Donna are in the, there. And Bobby, here's the thing. How did Bobby know they were going to be there to do that? I have no idea. Me that's, neither. That's, yeah. Was it a coincidence that Bobby Bobby was going to put the drugs in the gas tank the whole time, but said, hey, a happy accident. For some reason, I'm outside the doctor's apartment, and they're right. here. Like, yeah. It seemed so I, – I, I can't remember why Bobby was there. I'm stumped. Bobby I, I seems can't. to show up all at the right time, right places, yeah. right? He's hanging out to see Shelly, almost gets mm-hmm. shot, and, yeah, he, he just seems yeah, – He's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. everywhere. Uh, Bobby's sort of like, you know, he's like one of the owls. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was explosives. I was like, is that explosives or drugs? But it was drugs. Now, you say that owl reference not knowing what's to come. But You're right. <laughs> you're right. I don't. I don't know much about the owl. Well, I know. We won't go into it. Let's but not go into it. <laughs> so right now, uh, I got a scene here where where Ben and Jerry are eating ice cream. Yes, Ben and Jerry ice cream. Yes, and there is ice cream called Ben and Jerry's. Jerry's. And they actually, actually, the Ben and Jerry ice cream people sent Twin Peaks people ice cream. They actually did send them ice cream while the show was going on. Yeah. And they, I think there was talk. I don't know if it was ever serious that they might make a Twin Peaks ice cream around oh, that time. Why not? And I think they were going to do like, at least this is what Mark Frost wanted. They do like a bits of a donut, in, <laughs> you know, pieces of donut in the ice cream. That's so that, genius. Yeah, they can do that. Or cherry pie or something. But yeah. yeah. But, but there was definitely the reference of the new Ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry. Uh, do you think for season it. three they'll do that? They sh- yeah, they should. To promote the show. Especially because now Ben and Jerry, they seem like they do an ice cream for everything. They've done an ice cream for um, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Colbert. Colbert. Yeah, Stephen Rupo- Colbert. Stephen yeah. Colbert. Who else? Did they? They've done, they've, I feel like I, I go into. Fenway Park. Um, yeah. There's always They've a done, new ice cream. Yeah. And, and it only needs to last for a couple months or something, and then they can do a new one. But mm-hmm. yeah, why not? A Twin Peaks would be awesome. Yes. They can call it the Laura. No, um, like, just call it Twin Peaks. The double R. Or you can double something. You know, yeah. like the double double dipper. I don't know. You can't the double it. dipper. It has chunks of donut in um, D- double jelly. Donut. <laughs> double donut. And it has, like, jelly yes. from Waldo's Blood. It would be Waldo's Blood, donuts, oh, and ice cream. Yeah, it's something nice. weird. Oh, and Rocky Road for, like, the Twin Peaks. All right. Yeah. I'll eat it. <laughs> Me too. Sounds good. Now, I I took a side note. I, I mean, I think we pretty much covered the whole episode. Um, I know we're ahead of what we're watching, but 
I know I, 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 for my notes, I know I covered the major beats of the show. Um, but my side note was, th- to me, this was the first episode that I noticed people cried with real tears. Wow. Real, who did this? Who did the real tears? Everybody who cried in this episode wow. had real tears. Maybe had, I mean, they had the right director. They needed, just needed the right director. Because to teach that first episode is, it oh. was all that crying with no tears. Like Laura's mom would cry, yeah. like forcing crying, but there was no tears. And I noticed this episode, like, wow, people are crying and they real tears. Or they have, you know, fake tears, but at least it looks like real tears. I guess everybody's getting better. Everybody's yeah. uh, stepping up their game. Their game. The <laughs> acting in this episode was impeccable. It was really yeah. well done. It was good. We're actually watching the scene of Bobby uh, coming there. The thing is, is that Bobby seems to be just hanging out at this building. Like, yes, why? The building, and they drive up with their motorcycle there. So, like, he gets there before they can. It's like, I knew they... Yeah, I don't and know. And why would he have the drugs? I mean, we all know he. They, I mean, I think Tim he and Shelley planned it. He, they, they well, not gonna... Shelley. I think he. I think he's been angry with James oh. from day one, and oh, yeah, Shelley has no James. reason to be mad. And he, James, I mean, uh, Bobby's mad because uh, James was because uh, having a affair with Laura. Right. Yeah. But I, you're right. I, I don't remember any scene where James overheard them saying we're going to the doctor's office. I don't. Remember yeah, that because either. they. This whole setup was, while. Bobby was with Shelly because these guys set up this whole scenario. So they could have showed up with a car. And I guess he could have put the drugs in the car. But Maybe it, we're just missing something. Or maybe it was something that was cut where they did say they were going to the doctor's office. And uh, Yeah. And it pretty much ends at the gazebo with uh, Maddie there. and it, But it's you just get this feeling that somebody is watching her and stuff. We don't know if it's jacoby or some other person but there's this haunting feeling that somebody is watching yes her and someone's stuff. there yes um is it really smart to dress up as laura when <laughs> just a week ago she was murdered that's, it's like it's kind of a bad it's a bad omen. yeah it's kind of like he's like huh, we haven't caught the killer yet but let's pretend to be here and you know it's not like the whoever the killer is, is might want to go and kill you now or something but uh, yeah <laughs> it's creepy um yeah, I find it to be um, just odd. Very yeah. odd. Um, but that is episode seven. Next week, episode eight. Um, no, no, no. We're on episode six. Oh, we're on episode six. Seven is the season finale. So next episode week seven is... Episode next week. You know, uh, Brian is still having trouble with the pilot. It's throwing him it off. It throws that, me that, off that every pilot time. pilot episode was. <laughs> and you know, to be honest, everybody gets thrown off because... I think Netflix might Netflix might do the order differently. They might count the pilot as, as episode one. But if you check out the DVDs, and a lot of them usually mm-hmm. it's pilot episode one. But yeah, everybody's all over the place. I, I mean, always get thrown off. Scheme. So um, should we mention uh, a podcast that mentioned us? Yeah, like well, thank we, you we, already did, we did just meet. Oh, we, that was them. Spark, yeah, that was them. Uh, Sparkwood and 21. They're awesome. M and Steve there, they do their own uh, Twin Peaks podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Awesome stuff they do. And stuff. And they're coming. I think they're close to the end of their uh, of their run right now. They, they've they gone past uh, Firewalk with me and mm-hmm. the deleted scene, and they're just kind of wrapping up. But uh, I think they'll be back when the series is back. And I know cool. they have a lot of other cool po- podcasts. They have one on uh, – Vikings and uh, Penny Dreadful, and I yes. thought they said they were doing something on uh, Evil Dead. Is Evil Dead? Yes, Evil Dead's picked up for stars. Wow, this fall. a TV show? Uh huh. Wow. It's called Ash vs. Evil Dead. Cool. I'm very excited for that. Wow. Nice. Um, 
But yeah, I listened to their little uh, thing where they mention you and uh, us. Yeah. And us is I wouldn't good. Let, I wouldn't let Brian listen to anything else because it would be spoiled. So I, I gave a little. I I, I cut it. It is a tad spoiler. Isn't I it? had a spoiler, but it was a, it was a script spoiler that didn't actually happen in it. It, it was it was the finale of, of the series finale. Yeah, yeah. And it was only a script, and it did, that did not happen in the TV show. So there was nothing that you would have. Okay, okay. But it, from what I heard, it was really cool of them. Yeah, to like they're that, awesome. So. Thank you, thank, thank you. you guys. Yeah. You guys are so cool. So uh, next week we will do the season finale, which is uh, season I mean, episode seven. Yep. And then I think we were, t- we were talking about the episode after that. We would do uh, like a retrospect on the of whole the season. season. The whole season we would look at. And, and if anybody wants to ask any questions or they have comments about the season, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you could email us at uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped at gmail.com. Yep. And how else can they get a hold of us? We are on Twitter at... at Twin Peaks rap, but I think un, uh, Twin Peaks. We're not unwrap. We're not wrapping this back up. We're unwrapping. Twin Peaks rap unwrap, but I think if you search us, Twin yeah. Peaks unwrapped will You'll come up. Us. Right, and then we're on Facebook, uh, Twin Peaks unwrapped, and now uh, if you just type in TwinPeaksUnwrapped.com, you'll find us. That, that's that, that's where all that's our, our webpage, all our podcasts are. Yes, cool. um, and I I. I thank everybody to keep listening and spread the word of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yes, awesome. That is fun. Um, so next week, episode seven, season finale. I'm very excited. So what do we have for Diane tapes? How come I'm never ready for this year? I, uh, well. <laughs> you've tried to prep me, but. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Yeah, let's let's get check out some. Uh, so one, we're, we're coming. You know, I haven't. I don't know if I mentioned this, but we're coming close to the end of our our tapes here. Unfortunately, the tapes only uh. last pretty much for the for the first season and stuff. And what happened was, is these uh, these these tapes that were done, uh, written by Scott Frost, Mark Frost's brother, and 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 the dialogue done by Kyle McLaughlin, who does Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that during the summer, so it came out. I think it came out right before the new season came out. That oh, they wow. they put the tape out, so it was like, oh, I get to, it's almost like missing scenes from the mm. show, and you get to listen to it, and that was really cool. But it, I think there's maybe there's just a tiny bit into the first episode, and that's it. And so, if you guys have any ideas on on what we should do uh, after thinking, that, I was thinking Log Lady. Yeah, we could do Log Lady intros. We could do. Um, I was thinking you could do interviews. You could have like little interviews of cast and directors, uh, sound bites or something. Like that. That'd so, be cool. There's a lot of cool. I mean, you're right. We haven't really gotten into the whole uh, Log Lady intros, I f- and and I feel like her uh, intros in the second season really. Um, a hint at the episode more than they did in the first season. Yeah. And I know you said they were recorded later, but I just, I feel like there's more of a connection season two. Isn't that funny? I'm noticing maybe there was in season one, but maybe I wasn't used to it yet. Yeah. But season two, I'm noticing a connection. It's kind of funny because, I mean, David Lynch seemed to be less involved in season two with the show. So it's kind of funny that you see, because he, he wrote and directed the, all the Log Lily intros in 1993, which is um, after, after after the series had ended and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so it's kind yeah. of funny in a way to hear that he, he, he has some really cool dialogue for the second yeah, season. Yeah, so. I, I, I like that. So maybe yeah. we can end each episode with Log Lady. But yeah. if you have a suggestion, like yeah. you're saying, definitely let us know. Cool. Diane, 9 p.m., a dark smoke-filled corner of one-eyed jacks. The madam of the house is a spider woman who calls herself Blackie. I must admit, Diane, that I have a strong attraction to this vice called gambling. 
I'm carrying the Bureau's money and will be utilizing certain techniques of concentration which have never failed to return a profit of at least 10% on the dollar. That should just about cover the losses I expect Big Ed will suffer at what I guess is a loaded roulette table. Roulette, Diane, is a sucker's game. The proper receipts and paperwork will, of course, be returned after a full accounting of any losses or gains. As is usual, any profits that do accumulate will be forwarded to some worthy charity. Diane, if I'm not mistaken, the large, fleshy, dirigible-shaped card dealer taking a seat behind the blackjack table is Jacques Renault.